Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to our Fit Pro family around the world. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Idea Fit Pro Show. I'm your host, Sandy Webster, and today I am so pumped to speak with Brian Wynn, a longtime colleague and friend who has a way of igniting every room he enters with his incredible positive energy. Brian is an athletic trainer, performance coach, business owner, and public speaker. With over 20 years of experience in the fitness industry, he has worked with NFL athletes as well as top Hollywood talent. His true path as a coach is about inspiring people to do things they thought were never possible. Brian is also passionate about inspiring, motivating, and sharing his knowledge with other fitness coaches. He shares his expertise in physiological science and biomechanics with fit pros around the globe. He has also been an NASM master instructor for more than seven years. We have a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in with Brian. Brian Wynn, are you ready, my dragon brother? Girl, ready to go. I mean, more than ready. Well, My well, get up and go is here. Yay. Well, welcome. And thank you for spending part of your day with us here on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I think that is uh, just amazing. Just you reaching out. Anytime I get a call from Sandy, are you crazy? I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You know, it's so interesting to me how, um, you know, just being around the industry, attending events, it always seems to put me in front of the right people at the right time. I don't know if you find that, but if, if, if memory serves me, I think you and I first met at the TRX party at Idea World about 10 years ago. And then I'd see you every year at that party or at Idea events or at Optima, nope. other events. And I think our dialogue and our friendship just really developed and blossomed from there. Um, Energy, so right? Yes, exactly. For the uninitiated, will you please take a few moments to introduce yourself and give our listeners an overview of your path in the industry? Yeah. Well, my name is Brian Nguyen. As Sandy introduced, I am uh, an athletic trainer, an athletic performance coach. I'm here in LA, California, and I've had an interesting run at it. You know, I um, I started the whole search for knowledge of fitness and performance, kind of like in my own athletic career, right? I wanted to be a great volleyball player. I was, you know, the mighty might midget, you know, five foot nothing and wanted to play the sport of volleyball. And, you know, in that sport, I sprained an ankle in high school and I got to meet the athletic trainer who, you know, showed me some exercises. And then he started talking to me about like, what do I do for my, you know, vertical jump and stuff like that. And I really didn't have any answers. And you know, it's it, it was the right question. I think that's the principle, right? I think when the student is ready, the teacher appears, or just like you and I meeting, I think there's universe juice to things that are left out there. And, yeah. um, you know, on the smorgasbord of life, there are certain things you bite into and you're like, oh man, I want to do that. And I, I, I just had the goal of being a better athlete in my world. And that led me to athletic training more because I was spending more time with the athletic trainers and helping people rehab in high school. And that led into something over at UCLA when I didn't get picked for the team of, you know, the volleyball team. And, or I, you know, I say, Hey, you'll just never really play on, <laughs> on first court. You're like, Oh, I want to travel. I want to do those things with the team. So I'll do the athletic training, you know, and it right. was absolutely to be a part of that. And so I did athletic training for like the, 
you know, the biggest chunk of my career was athletic training in UCLA. Then I did the NFL for several years, several seasons with Jacksonville Jaguars, and then brought that over, did arena football in LA, just got homesick, came back to LA. And then, you know, the energy of whatever that we didn't have a professional football team at the time. And so they were looking, you know, since the movies were being shot here, they did a football movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. If you need an athletic trainer for a football movie, I'll be the guy. And it ended up being for Adam Sandler. And that ended up taking a world of like, you know, doing Hollywood stuff. And then there's mm -hmm. like some celebrity coach now and like, you know, whoever does that. But then I did that for a while. I traveled the world for with Mark Wahlberg and his entourage for several of his movies, even acted myself on fighter and did stunt work. And, you know, it's been amazing energy. It, 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 at some point in time, I, I had a daughter and I wanted to stay home. So I, I mean, you know, I got to build a gym because it makes sense, you know, all, all this stuff, all this knowledge, I want to pass it on. And so I built a gym and ran that for five years and realized the gym life really wasn't owning a business gym, wasn't really the the thing I wanted to do. And so, you know, it just, just this stuff and it's evolved into now I do a lot of, you know, consulting work, you know, with whether it's speaking or, you know, working with like a equipment company or, you know, whatever it is. I think right now I'm just in a mode of, of still exploring, you know, doing the whole alchemist thing. I'm, I'm finding my way, but I'm still coaching a lot of private clients now, still working with perform better and speaking, and I'm having a great time. Yeah, it sounds like you really just sort of respect what the universe puts in front of you, and you you allow yourself to, to take different pathways. Absolutely, I think uh, for me, in the attachment to it, I think there's so much involved into kind of showing up for the people that are there that mm -hmm. are providing the space. I think athletic training for me, I got to know a couple of those mentors, right? Those people that I just, wow, he's given me a lot of like, Brian, great job with that table cleaning. You're like, whoa, positive. Oh, I'm going to come back and do another better job for it. I think I followed a lot of that in my heart. I think I've just wanted to really help people out. And I think that's a if you're if you have that at the heart of your thread of who you are, I think you're 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 a great start for this industry, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So when you and I talked a few weeks ago, you you surprised me with some really impassioned remarks about a couple of training and conditioning areas and populations that you've honed in on recently. The first, mm -hmm. the first was centered around building up moms to be strong mm -hmm. and resilient. Um, and so I was hoping we could dig into that a little bit. Tell me more about how that landed on your radar and how yeah. you're, you're focusing your energy on it today. I, um, I just, the, the nature of the game, I think is just being present. And, you know, my wife is a hospice nurse. I think she's a superstar. I'm, I, I'm such a fan of hers, right? She's a hospice nurse. She owns her own hospice, right? She's helping all these families transition life and death. And then on top of that, she has her 15-year-old daughter who is closer to her now. And, you know, just by nature, right? And um, a son who's four. And, you know, she's managing all these pieces. And I'm trying to hold up these living and athletic trainer's life and, you know, trying to open up midday so I can do father stuff. I think, uh, I think there is... You just have to be present in the circles that you're around. I think you're like people want to, I want to be here. Like pay attention to who are the people that you really energetically like 
attract are attracted to mm-hmm. and what like actually define what are you attracted to? like people that gave me that love and the athletic training department that's for nothing right athletic trainers the the pay and what you get back it, it really is it's it's kind of depressing you know even in this in this industry and in fitnesses but it's if it's if your goal isn't about if your attachment is to what do you really want to experience here and for me i just really always wanted to be a huge part of a team. I've always wanted to help. I've always wanted to be part of something bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the mighty might. And if that's a follow, if that's something you can follow and do and, and, and listen to and pay attention to the people who give that to you and provide that space for you, then take it and be there for a while, you know, spend time. I, I, I said all those chapters of life, but you're talking about six, seven years in every one of those chapters. You know, I'm 46, 45 now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like it, it's been a career since age 17, right? right? When I started doing athletic training in high school. I mean, that's that's a long ways. That's a long road. So we just keep evolving. And if you if you are paying attention and responding to the people who fire you up around you. So it, it sounds like this whole focus on building up moms to be strong and resilient maybe started with a, just a very clear respect and love for your wife and what she does. And then rolled off of there from other other people in your circle. And so uh, I'm just curious, you know, when when you're training these women, um, especially, uh, you know, in and around this whole COVID two years that we've been going through, like, parents are very stressed by what's going Mm -hmm. on. And so what are you what pain points are you sort of solving for them? And how are what is your approach like with with these parents or these moms? It is Okay, so thank you for bringing that back with the, you know, my cousin, um, who, like, Bottom line, I, I think what motherhood does to your body, right? It's the impact of it. It's a traumatic event. You know, it's it's one of those spaces. As I train more of the moms, there's just the energy, right? I'm really into hearing their stories out. I'm, I'm listening to um, my wife's story about her life and, you know, how she's how she handles everything. And, I, you know, I take that back and I share those stories with my clients. And that kind of leads to it. But that's... I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think that's where, you know, those are the referrals that come. And so the strong mom space is not about fixing you. I think that's the big thing. I think there is this head space where let's just be accepting of motherhood really took a toll on me. Mm-hmm. And let's be really happy and proud of that. One of the things that in transition of life is like, oh, I have my kids. My kids don't appreciate me. This doesn't, that's, that's one story you write in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, the other story to your physical, whatever happens or how you lose sense of yourself. I don't have time for myself. The moms have these, you know, this, I got to take care of my kids. I don't, I have no time for myself. And then on top of that, I'm, I'm just so super stressed and I, you know, I don't have control. That is all of that negative stuff and I, it's it's the, the stuff that's saying I'm, I'm broken and i need to be fixed and i think that's the biggest thing i i i really take from my wife is that uh i don't think it's really broken i think it's just part of the story mm-hmm. and how you write your stories like you're not broken you just went through motherhood let's be kind to yourself and if you really want to do something about this let's find the people and the teachers that can help us 
get to where we actually want to go and have a purpose and a vision to that. But it is, I think, no broken, just accepting of, hey, this is cool. Let's do what I want to do. Let's just get stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's so hard to do in a media and social media climate that, that we live in now. You know, women see a lot of imagery of, you know, I dropped the, you know, the baby weight and they, they constantly bombarded with messages like that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I love that you've turned this this whole notion of my body's broken on its head and said, no. I mean, look how strong you are, you know, coming at it very positively saying, yes, you have been through a traumatic event and we're just um, we're going to work to get you back to full strength or feeling better, at least. Right. Well, I mean, whenever you get together and share stories, right, you hold space. I hold space for how many super moms in my that I actually take care of now. You know, it's it's one of those things. People will refer you if they, hey, I have someone that can help. We have the shit. We share this with this with this energy that I have a teacher for you that can help you teach you how to work. Like, for example, the tight shoulders and the neck. It's like, oh, God, Brian, I have this right. And everybody's oh, I have this, this, this. Well, let's frame your head around that's different. You know, Samantha, um, these are the muscles that carry your baby when your abs weren't working after your C-section. These were the muscles that held your baby so tight when he was crying at night, you know? And and now it's time for you to let go. What are, let me, let me if you would allow me, let me give you permission to, let's let go of some of the work here and let's put the work right where you want it to go again. And let's, let's do that. And I think there is a space of, oh my God, let me honor these tight muscles. Mm-hmm. Let me honor the, the, let me honor this, this flabby, whatever, because this flabby space held the thing that I love, the person that (laughs) I love the most and that vessel for whatever it is, I have to be kind to it. This is our bodies are in my world, you know, our bodies are borrowed. It's that whole avatar thing. We give our energy back at some point. I got to take care of my vessel. Yeah, that's right. a, that's a really beautiful way to to look at it, and it sounds like you're doing as much um, behavior change and active coaching and just um, li- listening a lot to your clients and and offering feedback to that as you are like physically training them. I, um, it's 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 one of those energetic things that Alan and Rachel Cosgrove taught me in their mentorship. And they said, if you can't do it for yourself, you really can't do it for others. Um, you know, for all the coaches that are out there and doing your coaching thing, um, if you yourself aren't being coached, it's really hard for the cycle of energy to go through. Like I actually have a life coach that I pay um, and I pay a lot of money. Um, energetically, it is one of those things where as I've grown, I've, I want more insight into my own head mm-hmm. and I've got a lot, I'm a human, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect parent. My parents aren't perfect. I grow up, I have a lot of, you know, pent up mom stuff that I'm like, oh, God, my mom just, she doesn't want to listen to me. You know, I got her, her blood pressure's up. But all of it, I'm like, what is, what is it all that about? Like, I actually have to have a coach that pulled me through that, but it's in my own journey, my own process that I'm able to relay my story. My, you know, I'm not trying to think, hey, you know, 
I feel like I deal with this too, you know, with my mom, this, and then the person listens to my story and I'm a human being mm-hmm. and I'm a friend. And really in the space of how we are as coaches, I don't, I go, I don't care what you say. They're going to forget. I don't care what you do. They're going to forget that it's how you make them feel. It's right. how you make right. them feel like I'm human. You're human. I see you. We, we feel better when, once we're done. Do you feel better? Yes. Do you feel stronger? Yes. Oh, well, success, right? It, it, it is. Like, what, did Miyagi give Daniel something? Did he just win because of skill? He taught him how to kick and punch? No. He gave him heart. He gave him something to be so – he wanted to win for Miyagi. He wanted to win for his coach to prove it, Right. Like it was that thing. And it's like, I think we, we all, for me, like I said, in the very beginning, like I want to uphold myself to someone and make them like, I want, even if it's my own self, right? I, it's, it's take down 46. Now it reflects back to me, but for real, I want to make my mom happy. I want to make my, my daughter happy. I want to make my clients happy. And I think that's just, that's, Girl, if you're, if that's, if you're, if you can, if that can be the things that stress you out, you're in a great space yeah. as a helper, as a, as an angel to people, right? Just express your magic. And keep evolving, keep growing yourself because you can only help your clients insofar as to the point where you're stuck at too, I would think. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think there is a, a big conversation that I love um, that people talk about. It's like there's in the, in the journey of life, their methods will be many but the principles will always remain the same. You know, people are going to forget what you say. They're going to forget what you did. They're never going to forget how you make them feel. Right. Can you make people feel amazing? Love it. So Brian, the next area of focus uh, that you zoomed in on when we, when we put some talking points together for this podcast is what you described to me as parenting 101 and the dilemma of dopamine. Mm-hmm. And, and in brief, um, you, you gave me a, some background on this. You said it has to do with teaching kids to find the joy and rush from imaginary play and movement instead of from a screen or an iPad. Absolutely. I mean, first, I just I want to say that it's truly disturbing to me that we need to teach kids how to physically play again. Mm -hmm. But I do, you know, being in touch with reality, I do recognize it as a sad truth. Like this is where we are today. So tell us more about how you're making impact with kids in this way. Uh, It is a um, such a big Part of my journey with my son to sort out what's happening with technology. It is part of our lives. My my daughter is you know it's it's she has to, she's in high school and mm-hmm. she, you know he's around. He sees the you know he can open up YouTube now. He can ask Facebook or Portal or whatever it is. Open YouTube and you know he's he can do all these things. But his first love is not a screen. His first love is hey can we go to the park? Yeah. Dude, let's go. All right. But I have to hold that space. If I don't teach him that the bigger, the better thing. I mean, the mouse is always going to look for the sugar, right? It's going to, he's going to look for some kind of high. It's just, that's the Neanderthal brain. You know, we're going to look for some kind of like some love and it can't be through a screen. Right. I've seen it too much where now, you, you know, I see children who, Oh, I'm panic. I'm panic. I need my phone. Oh. oh, you know, it's like I'm. They're home in their phone. It's like what? Like home is here, homie. Like it's a whole. It's here. 
Like you, you got to be here with yourself, with your body. And I think the minute you lose sight of, of that creative, like, let me get in Cassian. I don't teach him. Hey, Cassian, let's do some squats. All right. I need you to jump over here to this mark. No, we're like, jump over this big rock. Oh my God. We got, you know, there's an alligator and, you know, jumping over, but it's that playful space. It's that oh my God, I got to strategize this. I got to think a different way. These are all the skills we need later in life and it needs to happen now. And then moreover, the whole connection that happens with parenting, it doesn't happen like it's now, like it's the roots that you grow now. It's like bamboo. It's the roots grow down first before they grow up, right? And what you put in this whole side of like, hey, if your kid's not reading by age two using, you know, Kukuwali freaking, you know, iPad this, then your your kid's going to no, your kid needs to be able to physically be strong because this is the vessel. It's, a, it's part of your Neanderthal side. You need to be strong. Your vessel, you need to grow. You can't grow like that. We mm-hmm. can't we're sit here and talk about upper and lower cross syndrome and do the whole thing. No, I don't need to do that. This doesn't feel good. If you're anybody that walks around all day like this or like this, it doesn't feel good. That's just it. You walk around like this, you feel proud. You feel strong. You feel, I got that. That's, this is, this is, it is a physical energy right. that you can carry, that you can teach your, but this happens from like, to go son yeah i did it dad i did it the power behind that the fall always the falls without play there is no fall you can't just swipe oh there i have another life don't worry let me just oh let me just oh i have another life to give on this no you gotta jump hey the little kid fell he scraped his knee Mm -hmm. i pat him on the shoulder give him a hug i tell him you're gonna be okay dude you're gonna be okay and I think we need to learn that as children. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> You're going to fall hard. And you know my story, Sandy, that article we wrote, I've fallen hard in the profession of athletic training. You know, someone, Al Lucas, I'm just, I have to say his name. You know, he, as an athletic trainer, to have someone die on your field mm-hmm. is that will, I mean, it rot, it rot even now, as I tell the story, it has this energy shift inside me. Mm-hmm. But again, it refocuses. What is that about? It's about knowing that, you know, I can help people realize how strong they can because that's what Al always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He always wanted to help people, you know, realize that their strength, whatever they, I mean, this guy had a buckled knee, you know, from the NFL. His knee was all bent, but he gave 110% and still one of the best linemen out there because. He said, it is, it is, man. It is, it's about how you fall and get back up. And no one's telling you just only you say stop. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a beautiful piece too. And that, that uh, ex- experience with, with Al is so formative to your career and really how it, you know, shaped your tra- tra- trajectory in, in the industry. And so in the same way, 
giving, I'm going to circle back to the the point about working with kids and getting them off of screens and such. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's giving them that foundation that this is, this is inherent in them. And so I want to ask you if, you know, let's say a parent has gotten a little bit behind on getting their kid off the screen and getting them out and active. What are a couple of simple ways or simple pieces of advice that you would have for for helping parents get their kids more active and helping them to love activity? I, you know, it is one of those practice and play things. It, you you got to talk about the boundaries. There has to be an attachment. This is a, one of those Alice in Wonderland Cheshire cat things is what do you really want? What are you afraid of? Like Alice in Wonderland gets to the Cheshire cat says, where do I go? It's like a pair. Where do I go with this? What do I do? So where do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, it doesn't really matter where I play. Where do you want? Do you want your kid off the screen or do you want to play more? Because all you have to do is hold the space, right? You got to, you're there. Let's put the screen away. Let's go somewhere. Let's go rock climbing together. Let's try a new adventure. You must, as a parent, hold space, create an environment, and have a boundary to it. All right. Then, then there can, there can be space, even as uncomfortable as it may be, whatever that activity may be, but you must participate as a parent. I'm not talking about, I'm going to sit here, have him or her go and play while I'm on my phone. That, that, that's not it. It's the engagement. It is, even if it's a throw, even if you're just playing catch, everybody could play catch, just play catch for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, or kick a ball back and forth and talk, but the engagement back and forth. It, that as the time goes, conversations will start, you know, games will start, challenges will start. Children have a knack for creating a game. You just have to jump in. I think part of the thing is just, can we enter that space? Can you yourself enter the space that you're, whatever age your child is, can you be that same age with them for a while right. and, and spend time with them, not as their parent, but as their friend? And I think you hone in on something. I think if you if you realize that, you know, if we are all balls of energy and balls of like, how awesome is it that this little ball of energy, this little ball of love got a chance to be part of my story? And if I can own my space, my responsibility or whatever it is, however I want to influence this other ball of energy, I have to realize that it's always caught. It's not taught. she or he will watch me so much more that I can just tell her what her, him, what to do. They're always watching. They're always listening. So to see you put things into practice, to see you go out there, Hey, Hey, we're going to put the iPad away because guess what? We need to get our bodies strong for life. All right. So-and-so just had a fall. We can't have that in life. You need, you can't touch your toes anymore. So we're just going to get here. We're going to start growing, you know? And if we, I don't know how to do this. Let's, we're going to go together with so-and-so. We're going to get hire a coach. How awesome is that? A coach, a Miyagi, someone that can hope you and, and keep digging away till you find a coach that brings the energy that you want, that you want to see, right? Spend time, look for the people that, that excite you and then spend more time with them, Right. You, if you if you're looking to be more active, here's another tip: find people to be active with, like hang out with people who are there. Don't hang out with other weights, other people who just like ah, I just want to watch the game and eat nachos. Come on over. Like no, how about hey, we're just gonna do video games. How about choose whatever it is you want to go. 
So, so surround yourself with positive influences. And, you know, as the parent, you're in, you're in charge. Like you kind of get to call the shots, right? It is the beautiful responsibility. Yes. I mean, even when, even I want the iPad, I want the thing. And you just like, I'm sick and tired on it. I just, you know, there's going to be all that. But if you can explain your reasonings, right. And you actually come like, Hey, listen, babe, I, Totally trust you, but this whole thing that people are talking about, insecurity, like always comparing yourself to something else, that is now like, it happens. It's, it's hard not to. And then you start to see things, you start following a trail. I just want you to realize there's a dream inside you that is beyond like anything that's on this screen. And I hope you find that first. And I've had that conversation with my daughter and because of that, space because of the whole having this I, w- I hope you find an attached your and so she loves gymnastics she loves dancing mm-hmm. she loves to dance right and my little son loves watching her dance he's he's doing his little k-pop dancing as best as he can now and that's a stretch that's a stream of energy that i have right i i have held that space for my daughter hey, what do you want what do you enjoy and i've cheered her on i've been i've been her biggest fan right? She's my favorite athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think that your clients, your kids, you got to wrap yourself like, there's going to be all these methods for, it's going to be this, P not, P, you know, Z 75, uh, F, what methods. But the principle of coaching is not about the C, it's not about the say or the do. It's just about the feel. Your children are looking to feel whole. Mm-hmm. They're looking to feel like I'm good at this. I am great at this. And if they fall, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. The, it is, it, it, and it is not about this perfect space. Like, oh, these things are always good. I, you know what? My kid, he did this. He did this. I got his aura ring. I see that he's getting this many hours of sleep. It's this. Wow. Like, are you enjoying yourself? Are we happy? You know, I think there's so many of those things that we can do first. Yeah, such a such a great message. Thank you for sharing that, Brian. We're taking a quick break from our interview to give you some meaningful information for your continuing education and to tell you about an exciting live networking opportunity. Your passionate purpose as a trainer, coach, manager, and owner is to deliver transformational fitness experiences for your clients. If the recent past has taught us anything, it's that we must maintain the focus to continue inspiring our clients, no matter what the world throws at us. You'll find that spark and more at Idea Personal Trainer Institute, which returns to Alexandria, Virginia, February 24th through 27th. Choose from 100 sessions on topics like the new rules of muscle growth, diversifying your offerings so your career can weather any storm, how your identity prevents you from seeing success and what to do about it, and much, much more. Plus, IDEA's first ever Personal Trainer of the Year, Sherry McMillan, kicks off the event with an empowering spotlight presentation on how to become more resilient in your personal and professional lives. It's time for our fitness community to rejoin and develop fresh strategies to support our clients and build unbreakable careers. To learn more about IDEA's first in-person event in two years, visit ideafit.com forward slash ptrainer 
or call an inspired service representative directly at 888-999-4332, extension 7. We hope to see you at Idea Personal Trainer Institute in February. Look for the contact information in the show notes. Now let's return to our fascinating conversation. So Brian, the the pandemic has wreaked just really incredible disruption across the world, but really in the fitness landscape, and this is the world we live in. What have been some of the particularly challenging pain points for you or for the colleagues that you speak with in the industry? And what have been some of the lasting lessons to come out of this for you? I, um, I absolutely felt the pressure of not being able to be around my clients. I felt all of the, you know, where my group stuff go in and all, you know, I have the same kind of like crap. The well is not giving me water here anymore, Mm -hmm. but there is so much, so much amazing stuff that has happened because of it. Right. I've had now people that would have never started doing fitness, whatever. And now they're building out their own home gyms. You know, I think it is you, the chance that uh, I've been given to start to create more content for video platforms. I mean, there are pl- a video platforms out there that are, that are dying for people to shoot. And then, you know, even in our own space, and this is a whole like wolf pack thing, right? Like, what do you love training? Why don't you shoot some videos about it? You know, and for no other reason, just to like be your own kind of fan, you know, like I told my daughter and we both read that Abby Wambach book, Wolfpack. Uh And, you know, the empowerment behind, I just want to know what I like doing. And then let me share that. And then maybe if if you want to start doing what I'm doing, just because this is what I learned, then that's pretty cool. Right. I think there is how cool that you can design, I can design specific workouts now for me, the energy strong moms, right? That's, I started, so I do a little more videos. Some of my language is now changed. Now we're doing a podcast and, and, you know, maybe this actually leads to somebody, you know, sending this video. I don't know, but it creates an energetic wavelength that you can ride on. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that's so important that pandemic has taught me is that fine, you don't have to be so everything. There is so much amazing nuance in the, in the simple. You know, there is so much in the, like, you know, um, I guess that's how you say it, right? Like, sometimes it's less is more. Right, keep and it simple. <laughs> keep it like, hey, I just help people touch their toes. What? Yeah, it just so happens that when you improve your ability to touch your toes and you have better golf swing, you improve sex life, you have all these, and you can go into the research, but really what is improving? You're not just going to stretch them. You know, you're going to strengthen their core. You know, you're going to do some bird dogs. You know, you're going to do some active hip bridges. All these things help with, you know, hamstring element, toe touching. But what is it? It's a space that you're just reaching out like, hey, some people just want to touch their toes <laughs> and you don't know who you start. But that is that I think the pandemic taught us that if we hold space, it doesn't have to be in a gym. It doesn't have to be. But, but just those words, just if you have a 
if you decide what kind of wolf you are, mm-hmm. trust me, the pack will come as long as you decide to be a leader in whatever space you do. You will you will call upon other like I'm going to I'm a, this week I'm about to do a, a, a webinar thing with with perform better. And it, and all of a sudden I'm on a panel with three other quote unquote motivational and fitness experts that are and all of a sudden now I'm friends with Travis Barnes and Ingrid Markham because we're like that's was the energy and we're having our own conversations about child development and how do we encourage parents to train their children that same question how do you just get started Mm -hmm. you play you let your kid know don't coach him don't tell him he's doing this right or wrong or don't just just enjoy the you did such an amazing job kicking that ball yeah i mean sure nine out of them were went that way had to go chasing it but that one that came to me that was so awesome you know it's like that's a you do that for your clients, you do that for your kids and you give people that you yourself tap into that ability to feel right. Mm-hmm. To let someone feel like they're a champion. Yeah. You know, also in terms of the pandemic, I wanted to, I've been asking a lot of my guests this uh, recently, just cause I'm curious to see what, what different pros, how they approach this, how they saw this, but you know, this whole idea of the fitness industry landing in the non-essential bucket in the eyes of lawmakers that we got lumped in with bars and restaurants and we got shut down. So I just, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit on that to find out what, where you think maybe we're missing the mark as an industry and how do you think we can do better as business owners, as leaders, as part of the healthcare continuum. So we are deemed as essential. And so that a shutdown like this doesn't happen to us again. If we, you know, one of the people I love following uh, is Jim Quick. He's the whole brain guy. He uh, he wrote the book Limitless, and he talked about you know our bodies. And he's like, you know, ultimately it's just our brain, right? We we really, if you if you center in on what we need to survive and what this life is about and what it's trying to maintain, keep alive, it is this. It's what's inside here. We we may think oh, it's, I lead with my heart and all this, but it's it's brain health. Your brain health dictates that you have a Neanderthal brain first. Okay, we crave sex, we crave food, and we crave shelter and security. Right now, to, to supply those things, to be strong, to to whatever engage and all that stuff, it, it, it you have to respect your body as a vessel. Mm-hmm. I believe that without realizing that through this pandemic, that you got to keep yourself strong. Uh, it's a huge message, like a, whatever, for whatever, you know, this has taught us how you take care of your body. Like it's a big space, right? It's lifestyle now. Now it's the habits. Now it's all these things. Like it's the recovery. Like there's so many of these spaces. Like how do we take care of this? I think brain health, that side of, are we playing? Are we entering a creative space for the brain to kind of let go, to play, to frolic? Are you really do or only letting yourself have that when you go to nature? Like, are you eating the right thing so your brain actually has nourishment? Or you feed yourself crap? Do you just sit there in front of a blue screen and not give yourself and feed yourself the other brain waves that your brain needs to be whole and healthy? Now, these are just rules of the of the science game here. Okay. So how, how, how do we how do we market that? How do we package that for the outside world so that a lawmaker, let's say we have another pandemic, 
mm-hmm. God forbid, in mm-hmm. you know a, a few years up the road, this happens again. How do we message in the meantime? How do we drive those points of holistic health home with lawmakers, with people who have the power to either keep us open or shut us down? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I, I, the, there's one word that comes to me right now, Sandy, and it's just resilience. Mm-hmm. A, um, you know, we must train for resilience. I think that is part of the, the thing. What doesn't, you know, you, we have to keep our bodies strong. And that is as we... For the influencers or for the lawmakers out there, if you don't actually feel it, if you don't, if you never, if you're not part of it, you don't get a chance to feel the kind of strength that being out there and playing or doing something strong gives you. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to attach and relate to it, right? But I do know that the people that do spend time to play an activity do a sort just do something physical just doing something even if it's walking that like they say walking the 10,000 steps a day whatever the the 22 minutes a day of, of movement 150 cdc is asking for 150 minutes of movement a week the cdc is asking for that now mm-hmm. okay so if that's the if that's the state of get if why if they're asking for it we need people to coach us to do it better because not everybody's doing it well and it is it's like food the the demand for better food for non-gmo for gluten-free for these it doesn't like it's a whole food doesn't just pop up and say you need to buy this the people you know dove into that research well you're telling me right now that you can't we can't understand that if we grow a child in a petri dish of not moving that he's going to be okay and resilient for the rest of his life it's like that how we, how do how do you how 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 can you mm-hmm. you can't say that and i think there is just this common sense yeah it's a common sense understanding that you, you got to put yourself through it right you have to i i think you the fitness industry becomes just take out the fitness side of it right it is strength we need to be resilient mm-hmm. to, for for life's falls, for life's whatever it brings to us. You can't sit there and put it all. It says right, you can't sit there and put Purell on all the time, and 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 then you've never had a sickness, and then here you are. You're just that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You work by getting sick, by getting those antibodies, by you know that's how you you build resilience by experiencing the chaos the trauma mm-hmm. and there's a beautiful side of those cracks and that is the that is where you know if the fitness industry if what we're fitting in is resilience then absolutely we, it's imperative that we keep our our people strong if they're not moving we have to move if if we're stuck in a chair if we're stuck we have to you know yeah it sounds to me like you know it, or to to do our, our part of it as fitness professionals is to educate our clients, to to teach them how to take care of themselves or take better care of themselves, how to be strong, how to be resilient. And the more we we drive that message home, they are they become the raving fans and they're the ones out there, you know, lobbying for us saying, 
please don't shut down my gym because this is mm-hmm. my this is my sanity in life. And mm-hmm. so I think making our our folks more into the raving fans to help us market that message to state and local governments and, and federal as well, just to say that we this is this is a part of of what I need to be a holistic, healthy, resilient person. It is. I agree. I mean, you just have, it's the playgrounds that you continue to have, right? It's, it's, you, we, you gotta keep playing. That's just, it's bottom line for whatever it is. If we are going to take away the actual playgrounds of life or whatever games that you decide to stop playing, you know, if you're not a tennis player anymore, if you don't play golf, if you don't go walking with your girlfriends or, or, or horseback, whatever it is that is an element of play, whoever the five-year-old self you're taking care of, if you're not doing that, there's a big problem that's mm-hmm. happening wherever it is. There's a lot of, there's something going on and it's no bueno. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, imagine that you're talking with a student or a person mm-hmm. who's seriously contemplating getting into our industry and mm-hmm. perhaps following a career path that's similar to what, what you did. Pro athletes, celebrities, athletic training. I mean, you've done you've done so much. And as you say, it seems like every five or six years, there's this whole new chapter to mm-hmm. to what you're doing. But what would your top two to three advices be? Uh, pieces of advice be for a person who is contemplating getting into the industry? Be first off, it's hard to fill a cup that's already full. You know, you got to come in with the idea that you're a student. I think it's one of those pieces Mm. of, of uh, things that we must be students. Okay. You must learn. And you know, where do you learn from? I think it's important as a coach in this industry, you have to learn from an actual coach. It was that I said, like I myself have a coach. Mm -hmm. The energy is to have a coach. You yourself must be coached. Why? So you can see what part of coaching you like and how do you not like it? You know, go through different coaches. I think there is a big piece of that too. But if you really are, you know, thinking about being in this industry, Find someone that you love, like listening to, and then be there. You know, if it's someone online, you know, join their 60 day program or whatever, reach out to them. Do they have an in-house thing? Like learn the practice, their energy. They say resonance is the, the vibration that you share. Like, you know, if it's something that if I do something, I watched my athletic trainer mentor tape an ankle and it was flawless and he was fast and for some reason i thought that was so cool so i myself worked hard to get a tape job that was clean no wrinkles fast and all of a sudden i had all these athletes want to be on my table you know (laughs) and it was just one of those things i felt like i was the man doing it right but it took me to really be admire someone else's work right and how do i do it you must be a student admire something and then ask them how do you do it be coachable and then you can ask the same thing of other clients that how can they be coached? you can you can see for how can i coach this person mm-hmm. well you yourself went through it and if you can't be coached yourself if you're not willing to be judged and seen and and criticized don't think that you can throw it out there in the right way. That's just not going to happen. And I think that's a big piece of that space. We're not willing to just experience and spend time with people. 
who could who are would be amazing mentors right we're always looking oh i i, I gotta get my next thing so i gotta my next certification i got next this and i gotta get this and i gotta get twenty thousand followers and i gotta get this and this i'm like what i spent five years developing a relationship with the head athletic trainer at ucla mm-hmm. that's what i did and you know along that journey with that one person he led to someone else and then that person led to someone else and then you get it. It's great advice. Great advice. So you and I both serve on Ideas, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. And I just wanted to find out, um, you know, why the committee work is important to you, because uh, you are you show up every time and you contribute. And uh, I wanted to describe areas where you think we can have the most impact on DEI issues in the industry. One day I was walking in Oregon and um, I was just in a, a retreat. These retreats are great. You know, it, it was one of those coaching retreats about, you know, digging into some planning. But then it was like all heart driven, like we're going to get into some soul stuff and dig into some, you know, what really makes you Wolverine mad so you can dig at something. And then I went to the cafe and there was a sign outside that said, here we serve all people of color all people of, you know, whatever sex trend, you know, this, all people of it. And, and, you know, I was like, Oh, that's a pretty cool sign. And my friend said, really, you think having a sign like that is a good thing? Like the fact that we actually have to say those things about this, like, Ooh, wow. Wow. You're right. Why do people actually have to make that? So that's so not right. And that was the little piece, like in a way, I found it was so hurtful. Like we actually have to put a sign there that says we respect all people that meaning the people, there are people who don't. And is this sign going to say like, Oh, well, I better not come in here. I don't really, I don't believe in that. And if that's the case and they walk away, then I guess that's what the whole, I guess that was that energy or for whatever, you know? And I I was like, wow, what can I do about that? Mm -hmm. She's like, Brian, you're like, I mean, that's life that right there is the duality of life like you're you can't understand hot until you understand cold you're not going to understand fair until you've been treated unfair like it's just that's you're always going to see two sides of life and where you get to live and like you know this ted lasso thing right is our choices that we that help define us i think it's an absolute must to choose to be vocal about what happens and how you feel. And emo- I, I tell my daughter, we have these conversations of over like, what do you, how does it make you feel? And she's like, it's just so unfair. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this, I'm like, this has been happening for a long time. Mm-hmm. Only recently are now phones around and you're, you know, and all this stuff is happening. But what is it really saying about this person or that? And she gets to frame her experience and her story around it. And when you have people that love you and listen to you, you know, it's important to take the stand, take some choices. And for me, I think that I didn't have to do anything other than some people called to me and they asked, would I help? I said, I don't know how really, I don't know what, but yeah, I'll show up and I'll be wholeheartedly and I'll I'll be authentic to you when I come and talk. I may say some wrong stuff, whatever wrong is. I don't, you know, but. I'm going to speak what's on my mind mm-hmm. and for whatever's on my mind, maybe that, that starts something else up in someone else. 
but that's the that is a small piece of holding space again mm-hmm. for me i hold space as someone with i don't know but yeah I, i've i've lived in this country as an asian american male you know i have definitely felt you know a lot of the pressure of being this asian kid like you know like like i'm horrible at math and i've always got myself like whoa you know like all this thing like like i'm like it's one of those you know it's such a funny i can tell that joke right and it's like but but it's ingrained in my head and so in my heart's like what that's not the thing but but if i don't talk about it if i don't express how it made me feel back then then it's like it didn't really happen how am i really helping anybody right Mm-hmm. and these this my story and everybody has stories and everybody has falls or weaknesses because this country isn't fair it is very much built on the shoulders shoulders of a lot of things that are wrong and unfair mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about this i'm talking about every culture for the history um, books about man's inhumanity to man is the since I mean, this is just life this is the experience what around you is happening is giving you a chance to make a choice about who you are how you want to show up who you want to be to have an opinion to listen with a heart and share a story that makes you human All yeah right? yep and I, you know, just drilling down into the inclusion part of it and uh-huh. how that how that fits into our industry and maybe how our industry has not always shown, shown up in the right way um, in terms of, um, you know, let, let's just, just talk about this, this massive um, swath of the population that is um, overweight, obese, deconditioned. Um, and is it is it partly on us because maybe our spaces haven't been as welcoming to all body mm-hmm. sizes as they could be? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what what is it that we can? How can we show up better for these folks to I, make them feel like they're welcomed in our doors, so they're not so intimidated about? Oh, well, I've got to lose twenty pounds before I go to the gym, even. Mm-hmm. I right there. That's the whole broken and fixed thing again. Mm-hmm. It's a call to presence. I can all of a sudden, and and this is a story, right? Many athletes have changed the way they train all of a sudden because what they tear an ACL or something, right? Mm -hmm. This is just things happen. All of a sudden something enters your life. Maybe it's a condition. Maybe, maybe all of a sudden now the doctor is saying, you know, the blood pressure thing is really going to be a toll on you or Hey, your bone density, you take one fall on this hip, honey, it's not going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Like things can happen and all of a sudden that can throw you into a whole loop. But to remember that it's, you're not broken. Let's do our best to work on your resilience. Let's work. Where do you want to go? I don't want to fall and break my hip. Well, why not? Well, are you willing to ask the question for someone like, oh, well, oh, well, I mean, I just don't want to be a burden on my family. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to help and raise my grandchildren. I want to be able to play like you start to help people attached to why they don't want to suffer or why they want. And you're helping them hold space so that they can write the story that they really want to write. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they own the story, like I'm obese, I'm obese. I can't touch my toes. I, I've got, I have taken seven different kinds of pills. All right. Well, if you own the story, you know, if you own the story, what's our ending? Um, well, my ending is 
well, shoot, that's why I'm here, Brian. My ending's a happy one. I'm, I, you know, I'm happy. I don't have to take my pills. Oh, so is that one of your goals to get rid of your pills? Sounds like it. Yes, I want this and stuff. And when you hold space for someone to listen to what, what, not just what they want, but why do they want it? Mm-hmm. Because this is going to be work, Freddie. This is going to be work, Martha. This is going to be work and be real with them. What is that about? It's not going to be work like we're going to have fun with this. This is a feel thing. I'm going to make this so much fun for you. That's mm-hmm. your job now to hold space and make that fun. You may start. You don't have to do everything all at once. You know, it could be as little as, hey, let me teach you what a vegetable is. Yeah. You just chip oh, yeah. away at that list, right? You, you help them. Basically. Find their why, help them uh-huh. write that story, and just chip away at it one thing at a time, right? If we stop and just remember that we're on the playground of life, you really do want to see your kids play with everybody and treat everybody fairly. I mean, at least I do. You know, I think seeing children play is just one of the most touching things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is an absolute joy to watch. And I think uh, I think so much as a raised as an only child. Like, uh, my brother wasn't born until I was 11. And um, so I was always hunting for playmates. And I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Still to this day is I think even my clients more so are just real playmates than they are clients. Right. I'm just lucky to energetically really always find the ability to make a friend in, in conversation. I think that's just whatever. I, I don't know. I, I hope that as a coach or as just a normal human being, period, that you want your children to learn how to be friends and how do you, you yourself as a coach, is it easy for you to have a conversation with people? That's really how I, I become friends with most of the people I, I have just by, you know, sharing the, the crap that I've gone through and they're like, hey, well, it's relatable, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think just like really uh, making it a point to connect with people in your life, really, it's it's that simple, I think. I think it's that everybody has pain, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the whole, when you talk about inclusion, you can hear it in, in so many other, like Katrina, I think is one of those amazing souls and uh, you know who is such a big part of that. And she's just, her passion behind where she stands there, it's so admirable, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like, Maybe I'm just here to help her. Maybe maybe at some point in time, she'll ask the right question. Hey, can you ask so-and-so? And then maybe that was my real space. And like, maybe that's how my, my, I'm on that chessboard and the strategy works. I don't know. I just, I got to trust the universe juice. And someone asked me to be here, speak your mind. Hey, uh, uh, say what you can energetically. It led to this conversation right here. And maybe it leads to just one person playing with their kid more right one coach and then all of a sudden that playing with the child leads into a whole youtube exercise video and the next thing is like you know it's all about bodies being strong for the next pandemic you know and it's like it's like oh god that's so that's hilarious but and it's sad but oh how very true yeah let's and not you- let's not be not prepared you just really never know what kind of um, ripple or impact even mm-hmm. small things that you're doing have on mm-hmm. a person who impacts another person that impacts another. I mean, it's just that whole butterfly uh, effect across the Amen. ocean. Yep. Amen. 
Yeah. So incredibly, Brian, we are just about out of time. But before we sign off, can you please tell our listeners how they can connect with you, either through social media, your website, any other means? And then and then if you would leave us with a parting thought. Absolutely. I um, well, I can be reached at Dragon Master Bry on Instagram. All right. It is uh, that's that's my handle. Dragon Master Bry. Um, my email is attached to that. It's bnuyenatc at mac.com. And I mean, shoot, you can, I think you can even text me from there. I'm not hard to get a hold of. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me in those spaces. But uh, yeah, I love, I love it when you all reached out. And, you know, it's, it's just connection, right? I don't yep. know whoever, whoever listens, you never know. That's yeah. right. Um, and my parting thought is uh i think it's a great one it's one that i really i think i brought it up today somebody told me once be the coach you wish you had growing up Mm -hmm. and that hit me in the heart hard because you know i think my parents were working a lot and um and i was looking for someone to take care of me and coach me through and i think um i think you still have to coach that person that five-year-old kid that's looking for redemption and and like i think we all have this child inside us that we have to pay attention to and i think so much of our ego world we forget that there is a a little kid that dreamed of something big that truly you know meant something like my kid wants to be a police officer he wants to protect he wants to get the bad guy he wants to like i don't know what that what that develops you know later on or whatever but there's something that's so him i didn't put that in Mm -hmm. and that little answer what however he wants to play i play in that space with him and there is that that space as a coach that you yourself need to touch that five-year-old person and if you can touch that five-year-old it's that 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 desire to be seen and be told you're amazing mm-hmm. and you're going to be okay do it for yourself and watch yourself so do it so well for others but you got to start doing it for yourself first you got to champion who it is that you want to be inside and i just wanted to be a great helper and do that i'm still that today i'm just still that i'm just trusting that that five-year-old kid that wanted to do that it's the same one yeah and be the coach you wish you had right yeah be the coach you wish you had such such a great parting thought thank you so much for stopping in today for sharing your your ideas your time my dragon brother i guess uh, my dragon sister you're amazing i love you i guess i'll uh i'll be seeing you at the next trx party or hopefully sooner and oh love love right back at you i'm hunting for you what are you talking about Thank you so much, Sandy, for having holding the space. Yeah, thanks for being here. Take care, Brian. Take care, Sandy. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved interviewing Brian Wynn. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, you can find the Idea Fit Pro Show at Apple Podcasts and on all major podcasting platforms. We'd be honored if you took a minute to give us a rating, and we'd be so grateful if you would share the show link and news about the podcast on your social feeds and with your fitness colleagues. Meantime, we'll keep working hard to bring you more great material like this. 
To learn more about Brian or to connect with him, please check today's show notes to find the links. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.